CKR Radio, bringing you the best of absolutely nothing. CKR Radio, bringing you the best of absolutely nothing. Hey guys, what's up tonight? Alex and Caleb? Not so much, man. How are you? Doing good, Caleb. How you doing? I'm uh, doing pretty good. Hey, that sounds great. How's everybody's uh, week, or, or maybe two it's been since the last episode? How's that? Well, I'll, I'll give a disclaimer. Our last one, we recorded a whole hour. We did really well. It was going along swimmingly, and then comes time to edit. None of the audio recorded. That's kind of on me, but that's why we didn't have a show. But uh, how you guys been doing since that time? Dude, I've been great. Good. Starting a second job tomorrow, so things are looking up. Hey, that's that. That's that working, man. We're, that's what we do here. We bring you the people's opinion from the people. We don't give you uh, pundit polls and Gallup polls and, and <clears throat> opinion pieces by Bill O'Reilly. Anyways... So, uh, I was going to ask you guys, what do you think of the Young Turks? Do you guys know who they are? Uh-oh. Dude, I do not have, like, any familiarity with them. Well, they're, they, they're a YouTube um, news agency, right? They're like a YouTube news network. But uh, they're completely they, – they started from the ground, dude, and now they're, like, you know, 3 million subscribers or whatever. And they get, like, 21 million views a day. Uh, and I, I think it's incredible. It's a new news source, right? Like, uh, you don't have to watch Fox News, MSNBC, CNN. I mean, you, you can make arguments for each one as being worse than the other. I think we all know which one's the worst. But even the best of the mainstream media is going to be kind of subpar in how they deliver the news. Like, but so this this now this internet news, right? I think you're getting a lot less diluted opinions and controlled substance, right? You're not getting politicians paying for your network and all that. And I think that's I think that's important. Oh yeah, I mean you're definitely you're not gonna get that because there's not that cash flow constantly coming in. Um, you know, CNN and Fox News have pretty much built themselves up as uh, conservative and liberal. So I mean, you know, you you have yeah. that huge divide. So you're constantly gonna get money fed in through Democrats to CNN and, and the opposite for Fox News. Yeah, yeah, I definitely agree. I think uh, it's just like Team Democrat, Team Republican, all the way, right? And I don't know if that's uh, I don't know if that's good. No, man, I, I think it's the worst thing in America right now um, is the whole Republican Democratic thing because. I mean, I don't think any one person can completely be conservative and completely be liberal. Like, I'm super liberal with most things. Um, when I see bills being passed to, like, legalize immigrants and, and, and that sort of stuff, I'm I'm more against that. Yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, I think Caleb would agree with me, too. I think we all agree that everybody – it seems like, for the most part, most rational people are moderate. Right. In, in in some degree or another, you can have super liberal views on an issue. But I think for the most part, the sum total of everybody's views are kind of um, more middle of the road. Right. 
I mean, I'm actually registered independent, so. Hey, fuck yeah. Good. Yeah, I think there's a common a middle ground that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, I just don't like. I don't see how you could. And I called political before when I was at Global. You know, and, and you're just people like, well, I'm voting Democrat. Bye. I'm voting Republican. Don't call back. And it's like, <laughs> what does that mean? I mean, what does that mean? Like, you're just going to, you're just going to like look at the ballot and just go. There's an R there. R R R check mark. You know, by all the R's. And it's like. What you don't even know what this guy stands for. He could have a bill proposed that wants to kill off all the Jews in America, right? And you're like, he's got an R by his name. Check. It, it really is, man. Um, like I have a uh, somebody that I know uh, personally who is pretty conservative, man. I mean, they're super against abortion. Um, the the weird thing is, she's actually a lesbian, which is, okay. which is super weird because like. Okay. I mean, of course, she's for LGBT, everything, Easy. everyone being... Vegans. Yeah. But, well, that's the thing, too. <laughs> just kidding. Dude. I just got that. I didn't, I didn't mean it like that, but, uh, I mean, she's conservative in most of her views. I mean, I don't know if the whole abortion thing really matters. I mean, I'm not going to get raped and pregnated. Yeah. Uh. Like I said last week, the whole uh, police bullying ethnics, I mean, it doesn't apply to me, so... Oh yeah, that last week the the Phantom show, dang. Uh, yeah, no, no, no. That's a, I think that's a problem too. Is a lot of people have these issues of like, um, well, it doesn't affect me, so why do I care, right? And it's like, yeah, abortion. Well, I guess it could affect a man. I don't know. I mean, like it'll affect because it's the dad's baby too, right? Well, I mean, I could. Uh, okay, if you were in a long term relationship with a girl. And she got raped and then got pregnant because of that rape. I mean, yeah, that does affect you. But at the end of the day, it's going to be her decision whether she wants to get rid of it or not. Yeah, that's my that's my uh, that's my standard sense. So let's say uh, let's say each of you. Uh, well, I'm not going to ask this question because it'd be tough. I, I would, I would, I, would I, I personally, if I was with a woman who who got raped and, and decided to keep the baby, I would probably leave. But that's just my personal. Dude, opinion. honestly, I, I see if you get raped, I see that as cheating, and I don't tolerate that. <laughs> yo, yo, I said we was going to have a random podcast. Dude, that is not an ex- that has to be the most cold-hearted shit I've ever said on these podcasts. <laughs> You let yourself get raped, you slut. <laughs> Look her right in the eye. Was yeah. he bigger than me? <laughs> oh, my Did God. Did you like it? I... <laughs> yeah, I know you liked it. No, 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 I can't even. I don't even want to get there. You guys are, you guys are like. <laughs> what it tastes like. Oh, oh God, that's fuck, like that dude. Scene. It's like that scene. No, that's, no, no, we, we are not joking about this, all right? Because this is one of the most traumatic things that could ever happen to a woman, and I don't even imagine what it could be. And it could happen to a man. I mean, I don't know. Uh, it's never happened to me, but it could, and it would be very traumatic, I assume. Um, because it's a, it's a loss of agency, right? You, you guys, it's all funny. Okay, let's change, I'm gonna change the subject, but be on subject. Because, Jokes are funny, right? Oh, absolutely. Uh, but, yeah, but like 
Because that shit both of y'all said I thought was absolutely fucking hilarious. And people be, that's in bad taste. Oh, my God. I mean, and that's why I reeled it back in. Yeah, but at the same time, the humor value of the joke stands apart from the social um, – social – uh, whatever, well, I can't even think of the word. The it stands apart from the social application of it, right? Yeah, I mean, it's not like I would ever actually laugh about a person getting raped. Yeah, like if some girl comes up to you and is crying, Caleb, and is like, "I just got raped," you're not going to be like, "Ha ha, bitch, that'll never happen to me." <laughs> you're not going to do that. Yeah. But in the context of a conversation where we're being lighthearted and funny, it's okay to tell a joke. But I, I think there's like this backlash where people look at everything so literally, right? And they're like. They just laughed about rape. I mean, look at these terrible people. And and it's well, hold on, we're not laughing about somebody getting raped. Or, it's, it's almost like semantics, in my opinion, right? Yeah, I, I think people just take stuff too seriously. Yeah, every, everyone is kind of getting real sensitive nowadays. Well, it's like if, if you that that woman. All right, let me tell you this story I heard today. This woman was working for a uh, and it's undisclosed, but a major um, uh, media organization, right? Not a news, but a media organization. She was traveling to uh, Africa, right, on an airplane, and she tweeted on the plane, "I hope I don't get AIDS when I land in Africa," right? <laughs> so that's funny in itself. And then she said, "JK, I'm white. I won't." Yeah, dude, right? I remember that. She. Um the funny thing was she, she tweeted it, like, as soon as they took off, so she didn't even get a chance to erase it and shit until she actually touched it down, like, five or 15 hours later or something like that. And what's crazy is that when she had landed, she found out she lost her job. Damn. So why? Because of the Twitter reaction, right? Okay, I will say, just, just throwing this out there, man. How insane is it that in less than 50 years, we went from black people not even being considered on the same level as black people to someone getting fired who has a prestigious job for saying something racist against black people? I think that's an achievement. I do, too. I mean, you know, don't don't be a dick to someone, especially just because they're skin color or if it's something they can't change about themselves. Don't be a dick to people. Yeah, I mean, you just got to watch what, I mean, it's like I just laughed about rape, but I don't think rape's funny. <laughs> and she's probably, she's probably not even racist, and she clearly doesn't think that AIDS is funny. I mean, I I, <laughs> I, I would assume. <laughs> well, know. okay, uh, but talking about in that context, I mean, do you guys think that might have been a little too much, um, that she lost her job? Do you think that, you know, um I mean, especially when it's, when it's a higher job like that. I mean, when, it, when it's just a joke, when it's a sense of, of just being a joke, I mean, is that too far? For, the, pub, for uh, the public eye, I think so. I mean, I think it'd be be a better text to a friend or something like that, you know? Well, even shit like that anymore is like the whole Paula Dean scandal. It's just kind of like, well, I heard her say the N-word one time, and now the SAE chapter in, uh, is it Oklahoma University? University of Oklahoma? Uh, yeah, 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 it's Oklahoma. Yeah, that's a big controversy right now. Like, the head lady over there was caught drunk singing rap songs. She was singing songs. She did not censor herself when it said the N-word, when that popped up. So, I mean, is that... Uh, no, 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 Alex, you're hitting me with a lot of shit all at once, man. You're hitting us. I'm sorry, man. Uh, and another thing to throw in there. <laughs> I'm sorry I, about it, but here well, I'm going to well, do it again. I think... Uh, Mal- Malcolm X's daughter, D. 
did give everybody permission to use the N word. So okay, now just stop. <laughs> I'm going to get to every single point. Okay. Now the Mal- I'm going to do reverse order because I've already forgot the first one. Uh, the Malcolm X thing I think is important because words evolve over time, right? And uh, so I, I, if I don't agree with every single movement that goes on in the United States, I do agree that they have the they have the ability and they have a right to take back whatever word they want, right? So um, like gay was it, and it, you. Gay was arch- – it's archaic for happy, but that's the key is archaic, right? Because now every usage of the word gay, for the most part, unless people are being silly or satirical, is homosexuality, right? That's because the gay community took over that word. And so the N-word, which I'm not going to say publicly, but it is uh, – if it's being – it's a very offensive word, right? It, it represents a whole lot of offensive shit, truly repugnant shit but if a society of people can take that word change the connotation and make it uh less offensive and actually something more along the lines of a greeting or like a term of endearment i think that's a good thing words do change over time but if you just look at them in a vacuum and go well he said the n-word oh my god and it's like wait a minute i'm quoting uh, i'm quoting something Right. So okay, so you like you you would fall into the same trend as say uh, Salim Shady when he was getting a lot of heat against the LGBT community uh, for using like fag, homo, stuff like that. No, 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 I disagree because he was using them in a. Now his response was that that's just what everybody said, right? Like you grow up in a rap community, yeah, we all. I mean, it's just a word that's thrown around. But he was using them in an offensive in an offensive way, right? Words. W- I, I'm gonna. I, I catch a lot of flack for this sometimes, but words don't have intrinsic meanings. They have usages, right? It's how you use a word that matters. And so when somebody walks up to another person and says, "What up, my n-word," quote unquote, well, that's different than somebody. That's a term of endearment. That's different than somebody saying, um, "You fucking faggot." You know what but, I mean? But I mean, you, could you could you see his perspective when it's like like I used to when I'm growing up if my friends did something dumb like dude don't be a fag you're being a fag blah 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 I mean yeah but it, but that's, that's but why is that such a hard concept for people to wrap their heads around like why did he need to explain himself I mean he obviously I I I was just saying I think there's a different like so when you say <clears throat> don't be a fag right. You're using that in a pejorative context. You're saying don't be something that society finds bad because they're doing something that's kind of not making you happy, right? Like if you're poking me in the back of the fucking head over and over again, I'm going to say, Alex, don't be a fag, right? You're poking me in the back of the head over and over um, because that's something I don't like, and I'm, a, I'm using that synonymously with a term that most people use as a insult. But when we take a word and use it as a term of endearment – I mean – the the F word could be changed <laughs> to mean something else, right? But it's it's currently used in such a negative way. Whereas I think the N word is being used as more of a greeting or more of a term of endearment. I, I think the worst word to use, um, which God bless these people, uh, Jew. It's like even to this day, it's completely fine to ca- call somebody who's using like who's a tight ass a Jew with their money. And it's like, not only did they have thousands of years of slavery, but they also had the fucking Holocaust 
which is a whole nother thing by itself. And I, and I yeah. just read, which I never <clears throat> thought about this, was after the Holocaust when the Russian army was going through the camps releasing the prisoners, they raped a shit ton of the females. Oh a shit ton. It was even called the rape of the Jews. Like, how horrible is that? Doesn't that make you fucking feel like ten times worse about it now? <clears throat> All right. Uh, so it was pretty bad. The Jews hold hold frugality as such a high virtue that they take being being they take being frugal as a compliment. So that's uh, that's that's interesting. <laughs> yeah, no, that's interesting. So so that's like if we say, um, I'd be like, I, I don't know, like, I, I can't make it. I don't know. <laughs> Maybe <laughs> it's it's hard to compare. It's hard to compare. Well, no, that, but that's a very interesting point Caleb brought up, though. Like if 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 you call me something that I take as a compliment. But it's used in a pejorative way. What? It, where's the line there then, right? Yeah, it's like if you call an unsuccessful Asian suicidal, they're like, "Well, oh, yeah, fair enough." <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, well, it's, <laughs> I, uh, dude, that yeah. joke went over my head. Which is where they're going to come crashing down from. <laughs> oh no. Oh no, the kamikaze. So uh, I wanted to talk about the Paula Dean thing. You also said. Uh, Said, uh, because you were you went rapid fire, Alex. So yeah, I, I'm sorry about the that. Man. I just kind of everything hit me at once. No, no, this is fine because it gives us some good substance for a conversation rather than just going, "Hey, did you guys see uh, Argo?" <laughs> um, but so uh, the the Paula Deen thing, and 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 not just specifically Paula Deen, but like people losing their jobs over stuff they say, right? I I think it's it's really complex. But like, if you're in a public position and you represent an entity, right? We can talk about corporations being people or whatever, but an entity at the very least, um, you're representing that, and then your words and your views reflect that. Even though there's always a statement saying, you know, do not represent our views. Guess what? People, you know, obviously associate. They will associate Glenn Beck with Fox News, right? So you would start associating Paula Dean, well, with whatever network she's on, right? Um, so, so yeah, there, there, there's certainly, certainly a good argument to be made that yeah, she should be fired. And also, I think it is important to make examples of people to say, look, we live in a society where this is not acceptable, right? Yeah, yeah. I mean, when, especially when it's a company that's just the name, it's Paula Dean. But on the other side, man, it really sucks for. For other people, like her coworkers, people that were underneath her, that uh, you know did stuff like uh, the, you know, like the innards of of the work, uh, like everything that she does, all the advertising, yeah, like technical, technical shit. And now, like they're mostly out of a job because all the sponsors and everything pull out their money. Like she has enough money; she's going to be able to buy all oh, the butter me. and all the nooses that she wants. All the butter, and uh, you know, <laughs> it's it's other people being affected by it, and that really really sucks. Like I. I want everything negative to happen to her, just her, and nobody else but her. But, 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 I gotta say this. <clears throat> I'm not completely convinced that punishing, we shouldn't punish people because we're offended. I, I have, a, I have, a, I, I, this is, I don't have a solid position on this because I'm still learning and growing and I'd like to refine my positions, but I, at the same time, I can't reconcile everything that we've all been talking about with the idea that you are punished because I'm offended. What does offended even mean? 
that you just uh, that you don't like something that it affects your disposition like what is well why is that important oh we want to make sure everybody's happy and so i mean what, what it, it's almost god i don't know somebody take over because i can't i think I it's just another case of people taking taking stuff that's really not that big of a deal too seriously well um, like people are easily offended and for, yeah. for no reason a lot of the time i mean for my, for myself, I love comedy. Anything that's funny, like I don't care if a random person came up to me and was like, "Yo, man, you're fat as fuck," and like it's saying it in a joking manner. I'm gonna laugh. I don't fucking care. Like I'm pretty thick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And so a, like comedy is a good example. Like for the most part, comedy a joke is always at someone's expense for the most part, right? Yeah. So I mean, it, I mean, I think we just need the ability to laugh at ourselves. Yeah, like, like Alex said, if somebody walked up to me and I was at a gas station and said, Hey, 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 you, you're fucking fat as fuck. And I'd be like, oh my, and I would probably laugh on the, I would probably laugh out loud, to be honest, because I couldn't believe somebody would actually say it. I would go home and probably be like, that was really offensive, and I might feel a little bad, right? But I'm not going to be like, where do you work, sir? What do you do for a living? I'm going to call your job and tell them that you've been harassing me at the gas station. You're going to lose your job. But you say that on Twitter, <laughs> job gone. And, and that's the crazy thing, too. And I'm not using it as, like, a, a defense for these people that are saying this shit. But, like, Paula Dean and that guy, I think his name was Phil from uh, Duck Dynasty. Dude, dude, okay, no, That's dude. That's a joke right no there, joke. Alex. You're... They're fucking like 60 years old, man. I mean, they fucking grew up in the 60s where it was still okay to say horrible things to black people. And more than likely, they're not in, in charge of their own Facebook accounts and Twitter accounts. They don't even use technology, so they're not going to know when you're recording them saying the N-word or saying something against gays. That's a good point. So, I mean, you know, That's it's – And, like, okay, the girl that uh, – that we talked about earlier that said that like I'm going to Africa I hope I don't get aged JK I'm white like she that does funny, she does though. know about the technology and I think you know putting her that like everything that happened to her wasn't that bad honestly and she knew better just like the girl um, I also saw on Twitter that was uh, dressed up as a Boston marathon runner after after the the, the bomb went off and like oh, yeah she had yeah, like dirt and shit yeah. all over Dude, the funny thing about that was uh, she got some cyber justice. People hacked her fucking Tumblr, found all these nudes of her. She uploaded a picture of her um, license so they knew her address and everything. They, oh, they God. Sent her, That's dangerous, that, though. That's dangerous, man. That's and, dangerous. And, and that was where they That's crossed dangerous. the line, man. They were sending her boxes of shit. Um I don't care about Stuff pizza, like boxes of shit, or manure. I care about some fucking crazy asshole who finds this ten years later and is like, I'm going to go fucking kill this bitch. I mean, that's I think that's dangerous. I mean, was she, I think like, was it maniacal? I mean, was she mocking, like... Oh, like, dude, she had, she had, like, dirt on her and had, like, blood pouring down like, the side <laughs> of her. I mean, it was strictly making fun of a Boston Massacre victim. Uh, let me, let me, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, let me get you on, on this one. Both of you, what do you think about this? I heard about this. Um, these two girls, these twins, right? They dressed up for Halloween as the twin towers burning on, on fire. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I mean it's funny in a way. Like I laugh too because it's like, w what possesses somebody to do this? It's funny in that sort of, um, I I don't know if it's ironic, but just sheer 
um, unbelievableness. That's not a word, but you know what I mean. Yeah, like you wouldn't uh, think they'd go that far. Like, how does somebody do that? But <clears throat> they did, and they walked around, and and so it's this idea. It, it's like, are they are they are they joking? Or they're really they're really they're doing it to be cheeky at the very least? But they're putting on. Facebook, like, look at our costumes. <laughs> click, 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 click. Selfie, selfie, selfie. You know, and it's like, wait a minute. Is this for attention? I mean. Uh, well, dude, I mean, the whole Boston thing, I'm pretty <laughs> sure it, it was that same year. Like, so it was a few months after it happened. She dressed up like that. With the 9-11 thing, I mean, shit, it's been 14 years. I think we can make jokes about it now. I think you can make. I don't. That, that's a good. When, when Caleb, when do you think the line of too soon ends? Like something happens. Like when? When is it okay to start joking about a, a tragic event? When is it okay? Is it okay? Well, I mean, I don't. I, I, like, God, I don't know, man. <laughs> I mean, is I is it? I make jokes about nine eleven all the time. I mean, I don't. <laughs> they're I, funny. I jokes are funny. I like we got to distinguish that too each time. Jokes are funny. They're meant to be funny. And yes, they could talk about tragic shit, but like we said, when you separate that from the social yeah, Well, even like with the funny. girl dressing up like the thing. I mean, most I'm, I know that most people wouldn't wouldn't agree with me. But I mean, I, I think it's just like taking a really sh- tragic situation and and turning it into Something that's not so bad, you know what I mean? Or maybe it's just like a rep, like, like, like from an artistic standpoint, it's just a representation yeah. of something that happened, and now it's my Halloween costume. I mean, that's why a, does it have to be so so serious? You know what I mean? Well, you know, the, that's a great point. The nine eleven thing is kind of like our sacred cow here in America because so much stuff comes out of New York that I, you know, like the late night shows, almost every single one of them are filmed in New York. So they will never, ever talk about 9-11 in a, in a comedic sense. Uh, well, I, yeah. well, 9-11 is, a, is an extremely – I mean, it is like – because I, I recently went, went through and watched both Fox and CNN coverage of 9-11 on YouTube, right? There's like a four-hour block of each one. You can watch it all as it happened, which I think is incredible because you can't watch Pearl Harbor as it happened unless you're a uh, – what is it? A Ben Affleck fan, right? Uh, <laughs> But you so so, and I was getting a, a sense of perspective because I remember it. But seeing it now was a with a new awareness and dare I say, maturity. Uh, I I saw the the global um, implications of what this actually meant. It was a devastating event, but you can joke about it. I, I don't like, know what the line is. It's like when I make a joke about nine eleven. I'm not joking about the people that died or. Or the families that suffered, or anything like that. It's usually like I'm alluding to the government did it, or something along those lines. Like, yeah, like I'm not like I don't think it's funny that that a massacre occurred. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, and I yeah, I don't think anybody. Well, so what happens is reasonable, rational people, I believe, will will sit there and look at that and say, yeah, I can distinguish the difference between what he's saying and the practical application. But these people that are just so literal and are like, you said this, and it's like, <laughs> whoa. But so what about um, a good man, Jesus Christ of uh, Nazareth, or Bethlehem, whatever the fuck his name was. Uh, he died 2,000 years ago, right? A little bit, somewhere around there. And anyways, he died. It's 2,000 years ago. But guess what? 
an, an, an artist um, painted a picture of a crucifix in a jar of piss, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's called the Piss Christ. And, of course, everybody went crazy about it, right? Uh, because it's a, it's, a, it's, a, it's a cross. It's the Holy Trinity symbol. In a jar of piss. But see, but when I see I, something like that, when it comes to the comedy, if it's a funny joke, I'm going to laugh. When it's something like that, like he's like, man, I really need attention. I'm a piece of shit. Let me uh, target something to make it, to try to make a joke out of it. No, 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 but I think, I think you missed it though. I think that that's possibly, that that's very possible what you just said, right? I'm not trying to discredit that. He might have just been like, what's the easiest way for me to get noticed, right? That's very possible, but it could have also been that the importance of edgy art is that when expression should be limitless, and by saying, no, you can't do this, that's limiting the expression. And so it might have been a reactionary type of deal of like, yeah, I'm going to go this far because I'm going to make a statement about art is limitless. Could be. I, I mean, I guess that that's a definitely an arguing point right there. Um, like, I can see both sides for sure. Yeah, and, and I, I agree with you. I think either way, he was probably definitely like, yeah, this shit will get me noticed, right? I mean, there's no way that doesn't go through the dude's mind. Yeah, I mean, I haven't, I haven't um, seen the work, but just from the description, I don't understand it. But uh, <clears throat> that's what I was going to say is, I'm, I mean, I believe in freedom of expression. So and I think it's that, I think it's art's job to push the envelope, so... That's it. It's 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 pushing. So, um, before Elvis, right? When Elvis came out, he was just shaking his fucking hips, right? And it was, oh my god, look at how dirty and perverted this is. It's going to ruin all the children. Yeah, yeah. It's, and it's then provocative. now, yeah, and now, fucking twerking. 2015, oh. we got twerking on national television, and uh, you know. So and 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 that's not even too there there isn't even nearly as much backlash against the twerking as there was against Elvis. I mean, people went fucking nuts over Elvis's shaking of the head. Sullivan, man, he'll only shoot him from the waist up. That's right. That's right. Yeah. I mean, we damn near have porn in uh, theaters now. Fifty Shades of Grey hitting the box office. <laughs> Dude, speaking of porn, I have Crush. I have something else we can talk about. Just let me know when you guys are finished with this topic. <clears throat> let me hear it now. Oh, I want to hear it right now. All right, man. Uh, I saw it earlier on my news feed. You know uh, Jimmy Kimmel. Do you guys watch that at all? I like Jimmy Kimmel. Yeah. Okay. Have you guys seen the uh, the little skits with uh, celebrities reading mean tweets about themselves? <laughs> I've yeah. heard of such. It's it's pretty funny. It's a funny skit. It's recurring. Uh, they do sports uh, people and, and everything like that now. Fucking Pornhub and Brazzers thought it would be funny if they uh, filmed their own version of it, dude. And it's so shit. <laughs> it's fucking I did not know this awful. Was going here, dude. It's seriously like, uh, I mean, they're porn stars, so they're gonna be used to getting shit talked to them all the time. <laughs> and it's like yeah. reading tweets. Like one was like uh, pepperoni nipples or something like that, and and the chick was just like, "Well, I make good money." <laughs> and, and then, like, this one dude just, like, he's this bald, huge, just cut guy, and it's like, uh, man, I'm tired of see you, seeing you uh, have sex with all these hot chicks. You're so ugly, Mr. Clean. And he's like, well, I still get to have sex with hot chicks all the time. 
like that. Let's see the, the the brilliance of it, though. Like I love that you just said that because when these celebrities, um, like when they read their tweets, a lot of them have at least uh, somewhat clever comebacks, right? Like Barack Obama's uh, was really funny. I, um, but these porn stars are basically just doing the "fuck bitches get money" routine. I mean, that's what they do. Every, every <laughs> that's yeah, literally. That's there was there was two guys and maybe three or four women, but every single one of them was like, "Okay, I don't care." Like every one of them, man, and it was just like some celebrities might be sensitive about certain subjects, like we all know Kanye West is. But uh, dude, I mean, oh. I don't know. It's just yeah, like you, well, you can't make fun of these people. Yeah, I mean, in a way, they have a point because everybody watches porn, you know what I mean? For the most part. I mean, everybody fucking, a lot of people watch porn. So, I mean, who's worse? I tell you, the porn porn networks, they got their servers on lock, dude. I mean, they <laughs> get millions of hits a month. Nothing ever happens. Those servers stay pumping. No pun intended. <laughs> and... uh <laughs> I think it's like, well, man, if you really wanted to keep a website going, you can do it. What happened with the Affordable Care Act website? Why didn't they <laughs> keep that shit going? Oh my! You, th- God. you think Obama should have been like, uh, let's get the Pornhub guys on this? Pull <laughs> <laughs> up browsers. We need immediate backup. <laughs> we need their expertise. What, what do you mean the server crash? <laughs> Fucking Pornhub never goes down. <laughs> <laughs> you guys, uh, you guys ever? Seen that video of Obama with the cookies, and he uh, he tries to milk the or dump the cookie in the milk, and he can't because of the glass. Yeah, you ever seen that thanks video? Thanks, Obama. Yeah, yeah part of that his, shit uh, is viral funny. video he made. That shit is funny. Um, well, so so the internet, like, I watched the entire. Obama did an interview with um, like three prominent YouTubers, right? These are people who just run YouTube channels, which are you know fairly big now. But he was answering these people's questions, and I was really happy that he w- they were asking him like real questions, like me and you. We all ask, well, we'll ask on the show or or to each other or on Facebook. You know, we say, President Obama, why don't you just close down Guantanamo, right, or something like that, right? Like you don't have to give us some political speech about about it. Just give us the the real answer and. I was like, man, that's the power of the internet. It's affecting the highest levels of government. People have to respond to this. People, and I think it's incredible. I think I mentioned before, just talking about how he is probably our only president's really embraced technology, and uh, I love seeing Fox News or conservatives trying to tear him apart for that and making it seem like he that like that's a negative thing. Like maybe if they were more in tune with technology, they'd be able to you know, rally more votes for themselves. Yeah. Yeah, it's uh it's very odd. Um I it's 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 paradigm shift and they're just not prepared for it. Um that's why when I brought up the Young Turks, they MSNBC um that when 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 Czech Unger, whatever the fuck his name is, he's the host of the network. When he was on MSNBC he got uh seven million views every night, right? Which was a lot. I mean, he and he was one of the top. He was crushing the ratings at MSNBC, right? Um, this is according to him, by the way. I haven't done any independent research, but he was. He says he was crushing the ratings and he was getting seven million a night. Well, now his Young Turks network on YouTube gets twenty-one million views a day, right? So he's doing three times as much. 
he's, he's three times as uh, far of an outreach, right? And what's happening is the the, the news, the, the mainstream news, they're just not able to cope with this. So what they end up doing is they start discrediting. Well, they're just on YouTube, and we know how YouTube is. It's just a bunch of crazy people ranting, right? And it's like, wait a minute. You, it's not quite. I mean, yeah, there, that, that exists, but you're just discrediting something that's really important and new. You've you've really just discredited every single interview Bill O'Reilly has ever done. How do you mean? Well, well that, that, that's virtually that. the concept. Um, I'm not sure if you guys ever watched Bill O'Reilly. Um, a hot-button issue comes up. Someone comes in to either defend themselves or defend the issue. He doesn't let them get a word in edgewise. Um, makes them look ridiculous for the most part, e- even when the guest burns uh, Bill O'Reilly. I, and I suggest you guys look up uh, – shit, what's his name? Mar- Marilyn Manson and Bill O'Reilly yeah. in their interview. Marilyn Manson does an amazing job of defending himself. But no. at the end of the day, he just – he just fucking he doesn't let him get a word in, man. And he just makes him look no, ridiculous. I've seen. Uh, yeah, Caleb, you like Marilyn. Marilyn Manson's actually really intelligent. I think. he's well spoken. I mean, I'm not like an avid fan, or but uh, yeah, I, I don't I think he's like a scientist or nothing. I think the media so kind of blew him up, but that's a different issue. Well, I, I was I've been I've been watching a, a couple of Columbine documentaries, right? And one of the comments on on YouTube, but it was I, I remember this quote being said. And it's it's popular for Manson when uh, because the kids that shot up that school were Manson fans, right? Mm-hmm. And it caused a lot of controversy for like what's the influence of music on this violence, right? And so somebody asked him. They said, Manson, what would you um, what would you say to these kids if you had a chance? to speak with them, right? And he said, I wouldn't say a word. I would shut up and I would listen. That's what no one did, right? And, and so I, and I don't like that as a complete, like, I don't, I'm not trying to say that the, the two kids were justified in anything that they did or like, oh, if we would have just listened, this might have been, whatever. But what I found with that was an incredible insight by Marilyn Manson, right? Like, what a way to look at it, you know? Um, maybe if they had gotten some help, they, they would have been prevented, uh, whatever. But I just mean like Manson was 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 uh, was good people, yeah. as I like to say. Yeah, well, I think with that, um, I mean, it takes <laughs> about one look at Manson to tell that he's got a few issues. So it's somebody that understands what it's like to, to have those sorts of issues, which that reflects in his music. That's why these kids were fans and related to his music. They had a lot of problems. So and. People, people like that just need somebody to talk to. You know, they need help. Um, so I think he understood that. And what I also like to say, I mean, he had he had fans across the country. Two of them happened to happened to shoot up a school. I mean, I just don't see the yeah. correlation. That's what I was going to say. Is what about all the untold number of people who were able to make it through a traumatic period in their life because of music, right? right. Who say this helped me get through whatever I was going through. And we don't hear about those success stories. We only hear about the tragedies. It's almost like a sense of uh, confirmation bias. Like we're only going to look at the tragedies and say, look at the correlation here. But then we don't look at maybe that prevented a tragedy, right? We don't know that because there's no stat to reflect that. So I know it's very interesting. I wanted to get your guys' uh, – we're about – we've got about uh, – uh, we got some time left actually. Uh, so I wanted to get your opinion on this. I, I'm going to be on another podcast, right? 
uh, it's going to be called the Therefore God Exists podcast, right? And uh, you guys can keep most of your opinions to yourself if you want. If you don't want to, I don't care. You guys, I love both of you, whatever. But I'm going to be for the uh, – I'm going to be on the positive side of God being evil for sending people to hell, right? And the Christian is obviously going to be on the negative side of that. He's going to say God is not evil. So it's going to be a difficult debate because I'm actually making a positive claim, right? And you know, you guys both know I don't like doing that, right? So what do you guys think, real quick? How hyped are you right now? What do you mean hyped? I'm kind of nervous. Are you really? I think you'd be super hyped to just kind of voice your opinion, get it out there, and, and definitely show – you know, get, well, to people, get your opinion out to people who may not hear it otherwise. I think, uh, well, and it's it's a it's a semi successful podcast. I mean, they they you know they're not super big, but you know they're not as small as us. But they, uh, it, it's 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 going to be it's going to be more it's going to be philosophically weighed down, right? Like with a lot of theology and jargon and hermeneutics what are you applying your knowledge to scripture you know all that shit it's going to be like uh, but what i what i am excited about is that i can be a positive reflection of atheism which has a current uh i think it's almost been kind of poisoned right with like militant internet activists who are just like you're a fucking idiot if you believe in religion right fucking pat oswald man for sure Pat and I, I love Pat Oswald as a comedian. I didn't know that he had those views. Is he like that? Dude, he's that's the reason I can't stand him is because I feel like that's one of the main things he harps on whenever like uh he's done a few interviews and he's just like, "Ah man, religion's so dumb." Yeah, well he, he has that one that one uh joke about standing in front of the White House or something and having having this ring and he's like, Hey, I, I, I found this special ring and I believe that it has su- superpowers. And because of that, uh, you should, I don't know. I, I don't remember the whole joke, but I mean, his illusion, he's like poking fun at, um, at religion. Yeah. And it's, so there's two schools of thought. There's one that's like, yeah, we can – mockery should be encouraged because any bad idea is susceptible to mockery, right? And maybe mockery will help people realize how ridiculous an idea is, right? But at the same time, I mean we're talking about people's entire conception of reality. I mean it's kind of a big deal, and just because I have one view of it one way or the other, I think they're wrong. But that doesn't mean I have to be disrespectful. No, uh, so, no, absolutely not. And, you know, on a, and on a smaller scale, um, like there was an episode of South Park where there was a kid, and I believe he was either a Jehovah's Witness or a Mormon. I'm wanting to say Mormon. Oh and at the end of the day, like they kept poking fun at him, making fun of him. And at the end, he was just like, well, you know, we may believe in some crazy stuff, but at the end of the day, we're a really tight, happy family. Um, so I don't give a fuck what you guys think. So, I mean, like, you know, is that such a bad outlook to have? To each his own? No. No, yeah, to each his own, exactly. What happens is, what what I do, and I, I say this before, the problem is, to each his own, but what ends up happening is, to each his own, and enforcing his own on the other to each. Yeah, we're a, that's Christ, what, that's we're a Christian answer. nation, guys. We're a Christian nation. We were found by Christians. Found under God. Undergo. I, I remember the Pledge of Allegiance. That's 
It's a funny pledge. Think about the idea of the Pledge of Allegiance. I mean, talk about some indoctrination. But didn't uh, uh, the under God, the one nation under God, didn't that uh, get put in there like in the 50s? It was in the 50s as a uh, reactionary measure against uh, atheist communism. And uh, the, we viewed the commie, commies as godless heathens, right? So we were – that's where um, In God We Trust comes on our money. It was also in the 50s um, during this uh, Cold War, so to speak. It's kind of a it's, – it's a silly thing. And then pff, whatever, <clears throat> right? In God We Trust. Maybe they were on to something. I mean the 50s were booming. The 50s were a good period of American life. Yeah, unless you were black. <laughs> yes! Wow! Or actually, I guess Asian, because were they still in the uh, concentration camps in the 50s? Or do we let them out during, after the war, right? No, I think they're still in there to this day. No, that's the FEMA camps, Riley. Oh, yeah. Oh, it's Boy Scouts. Excuse me. Excuse me. Uh, no, no, no. That was a joke. It wasn't a funny joke. It wasn't a funny joke. Anyways, uh, no, that was an incredible insight. What you just said, I loved it. Unless you were black, and that's a great. That's that's so amazing. Yeah, it's a great. God, it's perspective, man. Oh, unless you were okay. Black. Thank you for okay. saying that. That's what, thank and, and, you. And to, and to go into further detail with that, how many people like with with other issues, um, like oh, oh, white people. I'll say white people. How many of them, whenever you talk about taking their guns away, how many white men are like, well, if you try to take my guns, I'm gonna fight back. But yet they can't see why a black guy would rebel against a cop or someone that's that's oppressing Time him. Time out. Great point. Let me let me let me. Uh, I, I I heard this the other day. All right, I'm going to try to repeat this. It's it's not me. It's not an original thought of my own. But remember that. Remember um, Caleb Pearl, our good friend CP. Remember him? Uh, he was talking about that Bundy Ranch shit. Remember? Yeah. And uh, so it was this guy, and, and and he was using it as a sort of like example of like that's what needs to happen to prevent a totalitarian state. We need to get together and defend our rights, correct? But guess what? I heard this great point. It was some country redneck white guy is going to have his guns taken away, or his uh, is he's trying to rebel against the government for unjust laws. Okay, so everybody comes to his defense, right? Like all these different people. That come to his defense and stop the uh, SWAT teams and all that. But guess what? If the exact same thing happened in Compton with a black dude who was being uh, criminally and unjustly persecuted for something that was kind of outrageous and all the black people in the hood were like, nah, this shit ain't about to fly up in here. Guess what the news would report about that? It would be – uh, black people are violent and criminal, and look and all that. You see the difference in perception, right? Uh, like, oh yeah, it's like get those guns away. You know, they're they're mostly criminals anyways. They don't need them. Yeah, but when it's a white guy, it's defend his right, defend his right. A white guy who lives on like fifty acres of land who never gets any visitors or anything whatsoever. It's that's crazy. It's fucked up. All right, let me. I, I, you guys didn't answer my question, though. You guys didn't help me out at all. About the podcast? About no, it was, I just say, let's assume that the God exists. Is he evil for sending people to hell? I hell exists, dude. I, I just, I think it is a, a paradox, honestly. Because okay, 
Because, I, like I, I mean, I really, no matter how way you cut it, I see hell and Satan as a way to scare people into believing what you believe. And throughout other parts of the scripture, it talks about, like, if I see a woman, if, if I look at a woman and if I am attracted to her, that is a sin. That is lust. Nah. So what do you build upon? I mean, do you just walk up to a girl, hey, let's get married? Like, I don't find you. <laughs> that sounds good. Like, I'm not attracted a, to you, but I'm lonely. <laughs> I'm not attracted to you, but I have a penis and you have a vagina. Let's uh, be fruitful and multiply. Well, well, I, I see what you're saying, but we, I want to operate under the hypothesis that he does exist and hell is a real place, right? Like, I want to assume that for the sake of the argument, right? But then you're just going to get met with, well, it's not him sending you there. It's you and your lustful actions that send lustful you there. Waste. Yeah, whoa. I think, which, which, I think which, it's like uh, certain degrees, you know what I mean? Like a child molester might deserve to go to hell. But like when I think – I know you're talking about hell as a real place, but I always consider hell just like – because the alternative is eternal life in heaven, right? So I just, yeah. I just see hell as like non-existence. You know, I mean I think that's a more fair punishment. It's just like death, like cease to exist rather than eternal life. Hmm. But I know you but want then, hell to then, be a real place and, and all that shit. So yeah, it's because then eternal, then the eternal, tor gone. eternal torture. Um, yeah, that's yeah, the I, idea. I, I, is, like okay, like uh, I'm trying to think of a good example. Like I'm, some people, yeah, are, are, are terrible people and might deserve an eternity in hell. But does it? Like every sinner deserve an eternity in hell? No. So yeah, I don't hold a, I don't hold a strong position in this. So. Would you think so? Yeah, every every and, and every sinner deserves because if you don't repent, then I always I always get to this question of like if somebody lives their life as completely perfect, charitable, never hurts anybody, never does anything wrong. Let's say they live completely sinless except for one thing: they don't believe. That's eternally torturable. Torturable? Is that a word? Uh, is that worthy of eternal torture? Right? You did no harm to anybody else on the earth, but you didn't believe in the Sky Daddy. So. Dude, the you know, Sky Daddy. Yeah. So that is evil. I would, I would say that's evil. Yeah. That example. Um, but so, but uh, inevitably, the other side will say, no, it's not evil. I think Alex said it good about, um, it's not – or it was one of you said, uh, you're not uh, – you're not – he's not sending you to hell. You are, right? Yeah. But like if I point a gun to your head and I say, give me all your money or I'm going to shoot you in the head, and then when you don't give me your money, I say, look, you did this to yourself, brother, <laughs> right? Is that – you know what I mean? Like it seems like an infraction on will. Like you have to do this or – Punishment. I, I honestly just can't wait to hear this podcast, man, because it's going to be so ridiculous. I feel on their part. Well, I'm gonna, I'm gonna. What I was saying is, I do. I, I kind of didn't even get to this because Patton Oswalt shocked me because I think he's really funny, but it is kind of bad. Like, I think it's a good opportunity for me to to be a positive reflection of the community, right? Like, I, I really say, want to like Patton Oswalt. You know, he's just a little chubby dude, white guy. I want to like him. He, he he is funny. He has funny parts in movies and stuff. But I just hate him, man, because of his just the anti-religious shit. 
it's uh he's really funny in the roast too, man. Those Comedy Central roasts. Dude, he is. Oh but like that's like Carlos Mencia. Like I really hated Carlos <laughs> Mencia because I felt like all he had was racism, and then he got super fucking preachy, man. When he was big, <laughs> and he would take like thirty minutes out, be like, "No, no, you guys gotta laugh at these jokes because you know what? You know what? Mexicans and black people were made fun of." forever ago and now al-qaeda is a thing so we have to make fun of middle easterners so you guys have to like this yeah yeah he's trying to use a precedent or something well you know he got caught stealing those jokes right yes um actually i listened to joe rogan's podcast and adam carolla's and he i think he mentioned uh busting carlos mencia on it uh, oh yeah he caught him he caught him right I, on stage. i've got to watch that man i gotta find a video if it's available it's, it's on youtube he's it's on youtube it's got a bunch of hits he uh he was on stage and i won't spoil it all but carlos was on stage telling jokes and joe had pulled a kanye and came up on stage he's like yeah i'm gonna let you and, finish but here's the punchline yeah he was like this joke was told five years ago by ari schaefer whatever right like you just ripped this joke just now so it was kind of like a big like shots fired, you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> or maybe you don't know what I mean. <laughs> I'm not, no, I'm man, not I, I, I get you. Pause. Sorry, sorry. I, awkward pause. Nope. I don't. I, awkward pauses are not acceptable. Baby, I can change. Just edit it. <laughs> he said, "Baby, I can change." He said, "Just edit it." <laughs> just real quick. It's a solution right there. No, it's not. I'm not editing this show at all. Dude. Actually, it's so far on. we we for raw. sure did not need one. Yeah, this is raw. Yeah, well, yeah, we didn't need one. Oh, um, we've been pretty good. This is <laughs> this is the laziness. <laughs> raw is synonym for lazy right now. <laughs> uh, so, is there anything else we want to touch on uh, besides boobs? <laughs> Ah, <laughs> uh, fuck. Uh, that's, uh, I'm not funny, you guys. Why don't you get up and try to be a comedian, Riley? I'm just not funny, man. I, and anybody listening to this will say immediately, we get it, Riley. You're not funny. Quit trying. So, uh, but no, no, no. So, Caleb, Caleb, we wanted you regale us, regale the world. You, you had a successful stand-up run. I, I, I'm happy about that. That was good. Sorry, I um, I just lost connection for like the last thirty seconds. Oh, I was just rambling, dude. I didn't even know you were gone. It, it, uh, <laughs> it kicked me out, and then this little smiley face is like, finding friends just got easier. And then it's like, <laughs> it's like, click on me, or not now. And I said, not now. <laughs> it went back on my fucking phone call I was in. I was like a phone pop-up then. It really was. So I, I was just asked Caleb, uh, you know, how he felt about his stand-up run. Just wanted to hear him verbalize it, tell the world, kind of. It, it, you know, it went okay. Better than I expected for my first one, like I've already told you guys. And uh, it's something I'm going to keep doing. It's, it's fun, fun sort of hobby for me. So Awesome. Yeah, that was your first one. Dude, if you're recording yourself or whatever, man, please send it my way. I would love to hear it. All right. Definitely will. Yeah. I, I'm, yeah, look at uh, I get a little more uh, confident in my, 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 my acts a little more well put together, um, I want to start a YouTube channel, so. Hell yeah, that sounds great. That's again the the uh, internet, man. The fucking internet, dude. I've, I've always wanted to start a YouTube channel. I wanted to do it years ago, and now it seems like it would really be hard to do. But oh, dude, possible, I, man. Listen, you just got to find. So what you need to do? Because I haven't done it yet. I tried. I, I uploaded gameplay and all that shit, and I pff, fucking wrecked, man. Anyways, uh, 
you just got to do something new is all. You can't – you can't – I mean I'm sure people can make it in a already saturated field, right? Like say video game or makeup tutorials. The makeup tutorial is like a huge like subsection of YouTube as well. But uh, you can do – but you got to do something new. So like remember there was this guy um, – camera face or whatever his name was he would just go up to random people and film them right like just and he was just he would the the first video he did he went into a college classroom opened the door and filmed the entire class and the teacher was like the professor was like what are you doing and he was just like i'm filming and he was just filming these people and everybody was like what the fuck and like all the kids and then the teacher was like you gotta go and so he films the entire thing right of like the teacher kicking them out and it seems kind of silly and it's kind of creepy in a way, but it was new, right? Like nobody had seen anybody do that, right? So, well, I mean, this is uh, just for for personal benefit. I don't really ex- expect anything out of it. I think any sort of, um, I think any any sort of this, these types of endeavors. I mean, if you go into them like looking for something to happen, it's, it's just like the wrong way to go about it. Just do it for fun, and what happens happens. Yeah. But dude, I love doing the podcast. It's just you know, it's something fun to do. Yeah, put your time, and, yeah. time and energy in. I like uh, I like hearing your guys' uh, discussion points. You know, like uh, I mean, something I think something profound is said once every uh, episode uh, or more. But uh, at least from my perspective, I learn something new from everybody, no matter what. And uh, I think that's I think that's good. I think that's important. So so for like me, what happened was I my I feel like my channel failed. But I still enjoyed putting music to my gameplay and uploading it and watching it. And I still watch my own shit. It's like I say, I make myself laugh. I don't need to make anybody else laugh. I think my shit's hilarious. And I think my videos, I love having the creative control to put a song to a video. And I haven't made just game. I did a Superman, right? I just made a compilation of Superman, like a montage of Superman, right? And I just liked it. I just like doing it. Uh... But I, yeah, I think. Oh, go on. Go on. I was, I'm done. I was gonna say. Um, I know there's a big YouTuber that like gets drunk and tries to cook, and that's like a big thing. <laughs> uh, maybe that's amazing. It is, man. Have, have you guys not heard of her? She had like a cookbook out and everything. I, I cannot think of her name, man. Um, I saw her she on gets... uh, Link and Rhett. Rhett and Link's uh, Good Mythical Morning. But man, like think about like uh, we like to smoke weed we could just get high and try to cook something <laughs> get high or try to do science experiments I'm, dude <laughs> science yeah what's up dude so like today we're gonna make pancake hot dogs <laughs> dude get this we could call it we could call it baked goods huh I see what you did there <laughs> uh, or, <laughs> this shit's incredible, though. I, people, I, there's so much creativity on the internet, man. There really is. Oh, it just makes me so happy. So we we've we've been we've been talking about an hour now. Uh, we got anything else? I mean, what uh, what what else? Uh, Vladimir Putin's missing, according to a CP. Well. Missing. I don't know what that means. Where's he at? He could be fucking some Russian bitch in the ice caps. But <laughs> you know, I I usually don't pay too much attention to to widespread media, which is a terrible thing to admit to. But you know, no, for, for the most part, I, I've 
been learning about uh, recent events and everything, and I don't understand why. what is the big deal with Russia, and why is uh, Vladimir Putin hated by us, and why is he like a hero enough to be a uh, Nobel Peace Prize candidate? He got a Peace Prize, or he was a candidate? I'm I'm pretty sure. He's I, a I could be gangster. mistaken, but I'm pretty sure he was. Is, he's a fucking gangster, dude. That's like Tony Montana giving to charity. I mean, it's like... That's so crazy. Vladimir Putin, he he just – the way – the whole Ukraine thing, he was not backing down, and he was pretty strict about it. Also, he's like sweeping legislation against gays in Russia, like sweeping. Like it is illegal to be gay. You cannot even – it's not about marriage. It's like you can't be gay. They're going to arrest you, uh, kind of like that uh, Alan Turing, right? Remember? Uh, imitation game. Mother Russia does not accept faggots. Look, I think Russia's incredible, man. I think they're fucking incredible. I, and they're not incredible as in, like, quote-unquote good, but, like, the whole culture is hilarious. I posted that video on Facebook. I don't, nobody even saw it, but it was a bunch of Russian hooligans fighting over a soccer match, dude, and it was, like, 300 of them out in this parking lot, right? And they formed, like, battle formations, dude, like ancient war. And they were fist fighting. I mean, stomping each other, throwing haymakers, fighting. And Damn. this whole battle, it, like, evolves because – so the, the guys in the red, and these were all Russians, they did, like, a pincer attack, right? They, they flanked on the side of the blue, and they were all fighting. Now it was a big circle, and then the blue got pushed back to this bridge, right? And so they were all – it was, like, 300 people packed on this bridge, and they were all fucking fighting like uh, Spartans in the 300, right? Like – I, it was real, and I was like, this culture is incredible. I've never seen anything <laughs> like this. Like, they are fighting Spartan-style on this bridge. It was incredible. It was incredible. Yeah, it definitely seemed different, for sure. Remember that yeah. Russian chick we met at the beach, Riley? Oh, God. That is the one that took that picture, wasn't it? Yeah. No, it wasn't her. It wasn't her. <laughs> yeah, it was, because I, I, I thought we were – that was like – because I thought of, like, that's how we're going to break the ice with her, right? Was, like, uh, having her take our picture, like... Or maybe we were doing that to everybody that we saw. I don't know. <laughs> Probably. I don't know. It's hard to tell. Y'all trying to pick up some Russian chicks? <laughs> Always, man. Russian chick is an instant, like, uh... I gotta at least try. I mean, yeah. My, uh, my friend down in South Carolina, dude, he went on a date with some Russian chick, and he was sending me pictures of her, man. She was ridiculous, just ridiculous looking man. That's incredible. I wonder if uh, do 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 Russian men look at American women and go, "Oh my God, did you guys see those Americans? They were extremely hot." No. Does that ever happen? I <laughs> said no. Dude, I mean, I, I guess it does happen. Um, I'm pretty sure European people go crazy for American women, which I don't understand because we, we don't have women that have, like, one certain look about them. Like yeah. All, like, all the, like, well, all the Bulgarian girls that we had uh, when I worked at the Travel Plaza, they all had just gorgeous blue eyes and, like, their skin tone and stuff. I mean, they all had that certain look about them. But, uh, yeah. Bulgarian. Bulgarian. My couch just is say, the gift from a Bulgarian couple. This couch I'm sitting on right now. Hey, everybody, uh, we'll all say Bulgarian one after each other, okay? <laughs> Start, Alex. Bulgarian. 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 
Okay. That's it. That's all I got. That's all I got. Okay. <laughs> I got nothing That's else. Crack, crack radio over and out. <laughs> crack radio. <laughs> you, you're definitely not going to get addicted, son. <laughs> Uh, all right, we got anything else? We got any? Uh, what, what, I, I feel like I'm missing something, but uh, not quite. I'm Kanye <laughs> West. I, <laughs> I'm making some potatoes, so you say we got to wrap this <laughs> shit up because <laughs> the potatoes <laughs> about done. Yeah, yeah right. my family's getting back from their trip, so I guess I need to get off here too. All right, guys. All right, this was our random episode. Hope it was. It was. I feel like it was pretty decent quality. But uh, okay, guys, go ahead and give your shout outs then. Your your goodbyes or your salutations. So that's greetings. Just say goodbye. See you next this week. This is out. <laughs> Shit. I knew that was gonna happen. <laughs> it's not getting edited, so say goodbye, Alex. All right, this is Alex signing off. Be excellent to each other. Later. Goodbye. Yabba dabba doo. CKR Radio, bringing you the best of absolutely nothing. CKR Radio, bringing you the best of absolutely nothing.